Welcome to That's What Nee Said. I'm Nee, a mother and an entrepreneur. This is my journey to find a footing in life, well, at least try to, and what I have to say about it. Hey, everybody. Um, just for a quick episode this week. Um. I had re- remember when I set up an um, segment called Immigrant, just talking about you know things that I have to kind of start from scratch. Now that we're here in the states, um, um, first of all is oh I finally was able to get my credit score, and I was able to get um a pl- get a credit card re- approved. So that's great. Um, that's. Step number one, and the the next one, and which is also the most difficult one, would be securing、um, gainful employment or successfully setting up a business. Which is, you know, it is what it is.、Um, and also, it was kind of my husband's floated the idea to me that we、um, there is a chance if he's up for it,、um, we can be transferred to a. New duty station in at two year mark instead of the three. So um we're looking at options and see what's gonna happen. Like if if we're gonna move next year, I can do one of two things. I could go all out, just as much as I can, work work work, or it's just gonna be another vacation. Like you know we're here, we're gonna go to a new town in a year. What 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 can I do in a year? I might as well just kind of enjoy my time and focus on myself instead of trying to do anything. I'm still kind of going through that in my head, and、um, and I and I also I'm fully aware. Just kind of talking to myself about it is probably not going to help too much.、Um, I'm gonna look into you know talking to a counselor or therapist or what 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 we have in this area、um, in the very near future. <clears throat> so、uh, yeah, that's part of that, and.、Um, <clears throat> So the main thing I really want to talk about this week is that、um, I was having a conversation with my mom the other day. She reminded, oh, she was telling me that she was having a dinner with some old friends、um, who she she needed it. She needed them to you know do her a favor, so she you know treated them for a dinner <clears throat> just to talk. And、um, they knew my dad from you know when they were in their. You know, they they knew him for quite a while, probably a few years in his you know mid to late twenties or even into early thirties. That was when he, my dad was kind of starting to make his way make his way into business. You know, and the the market in China first just opened, so there were a lot of opportunities. Yeah, and then you know, fun things started happening. Like it, a lot of entertainments, new you know, Western culture, this and that. And、um, so they were just sharing、uh, fond memories of my dad. Apparently, he was, and I and I remember parts of this because he was always surrounded by friends. He was extremely popular. Like they all remembered him as this really cool dude who also worked really hard to you know set. Set up business for himself, um, and um, that was God. That was the only time I have heard him being mentioned, being portrayed in the positive image since he had passed away. 
because you know when when he passed away, the first decade, the first few years, was just us um, finding out very unpleasant surprises one after another. You know the. Uh, I mean, wh- where do I even begin? You know, there's the usual when you think about family drama. There's al- always the, you know, the unmentioned tension between my mother and the in-laws, and you know, her all her um, siblings-in-laws. Can you say that siblings-in-laws? Oh, my uncles and aunts and their families and all that, because they were all pretty much most of them were living off of the family that my dad uh, has started. So when he when that pillar collapsed, like there goes all of their futures. So when he left the the, the inheritance and a few uh, a few you know real estates, everybody was basically trying to get their claws in because they they were all panicking because holy shit, like what are we gonna do for money for the next you know three four five six decades of our lives if we get to live that long? So um, and then you know because my dad he was not a great communicator in our house like domestically he hid a lot of things from my mom out of pride out of whatever you know he just there were debts that he didn't mention um he apparently lost a lot of money gambling that he didn't mention to my mom and the restaurant they were running together apparently you know owed a lot of money and um there were also a lot of loans that the money that he loaned to other people because you know they were kind of on a faith basis so there was no any kind of paper trail of set loans and it added up like my mom did some digging it added up to be you know quite a quite a bit chunk of money but that's that's all gone now like there is no <laughs> there is no evidence so my mom was bitter about that for a while and it just all don't all. and then you know he I think he had an affair with somebody uh to what extent I don't know um I didn't want to. I didn't want to pursue that route because it just it makes no sense. But apparently he did. You know, as any man who kind of dove into a marriage when they're in their early twenties and have not seen what's out there, I get. And then you know he was getting money. He was out there in the world where there's all thing, all kinds of things are happening. So he had an affair, and then what else? And then you know, not to mention his shitty family, which I I actually loved until the point. You know, he died and they turned on us. Um, and then what else? But anyway, it's just after, you know, is he's been, he's, he's passed. He's been, God, I was 18 and 34 now. So 16 years, 16 years of just never anybody spoke anything that's good or positive of him. And that was, you know, the, this, this brief conversation last week it was the only time he was remembered fondly, and then my mom enjoyed it too, because you know she hadn't seen or heard anything good about that man for almost twenty years too. Because you know, you know, she had gone through even before he died. She was the ne- neglected young hot wife who was kind of kept in the dark, and I and I remember, um, uh, I remember like kind of running into a few of their arguments. So I know it was kind of rocky for, for a while. And um, so like just hearing the tone from my mom's voice, she was like kind of cheerful about the, the, the memories that they shared with, shared with her 
but also they might actually be able to help because they really liked my dad as a person. Um, and God knows my mom needs all the help she could get over there, just doing everything for me on her own. Oh God, <clears throat> emotions. Sorry, not apologizing for the emotions. I'm apologizing for the impending pause that you guys are going through as audiences. Um, because I'm like trying to dab away the tears that's pulling up, pulling in the corner of my eyes. Cause um, yeah, that floodgate has been opened and then uh, it has yet to be shut. Like any, this is part of the reason I wanted to talk about my father issues and then how why I see so much of it in society on other people is because I I have it. Like even even though I was never sent to the polls, um. And I had more than what I could ask for as a, you know, as a, as a daughter. Um, his passing really did create a lot of issues for me. And um, whew, one more second, sorry. Dab, 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 dab. Trying to use my shaw to kind of absorb it. I gotta get, kind of create a visual for you as you're listening to this, so it's not just dead air. Um, and, um, the, the more I think about it, it's not, you know, obviously the most, I, I want to say at least a 95% of what I remember of him was fun stuff. Like, cause he was, he was the fun dad. He was never overly strict. He's not super communicative, but... He also like I got all the hugs I could get from a Chinese father from the eighties. Um, I was really spoiled because you know he's always gone for business, so whenever he comes back, showers me with gifts, and then we hang out. I probably ate all the best food for the wall over a decade, like better than any kid I had known in that area. Oh, I was talking to a friend about like Chinese food and it's just the elaborate things we had as members of the Chinese or Asian community as as we're growing up. Um, my dad was, because he, you know, his business is mostly um, in the South. So he introduced a lot of like Cantonese cuisine to me and we would have these like, you know, I, the, I, I guess the most fav- infamous item on the menu would be shark fin soup, which I only probably only had twice. It's first of all, it's, it is insanely expensive. Like even, even for my dad, that's like, if somebody is treating me, I'll eat it, but I'm never going to buy that myself because it was really expensive. And then, and also just that was before anybody has any idea about the ethical, um, issue with that kind of, kind of thing. And, um, but if you are familiar with like Cantonese food or like um, Hong Kongese kind of style of cooking, there is a, like this dish called like a braised abalone, which you, and then you kind of pay the, the price kind of varies based on the size of it and this and that. And I no joke for like maybe at least five years straight, every Saturday we go to this restaurant that we really, really like. It's Cantonese restaurant. And would ha- I would have one of those like every weekend, or at least every other weekend if he's you know not around for the for that week, and just 
that's fucking unheard of for a kid my age at the time. Unless you lived in Hong Kong, where those kind of things are readily available. We we lived in the north, so that's doubly expensive. And uh, like that's the kind of environment he created for me. Like whatever that's out there, that's the best. I had it. So again, that's I remember him fondly, and he plays with me a lot. Like we would get into tickle fights, and.、Um, Did we play video games together? I don't think so. But um, just I I remember having fun with him. He's not a super active person, which is you know partially why I wasn't a super active person growing up. Um, but just um, yeah, I remember him like his when I kind of tried to picture his face in my mind. It oh. God, here comes the word "workers" again. Oof! I would always picture him with a smile, and with his big beard and his mustache, which I hated, and my mom also hated it too, which is why I have a a deadly、um, allergy to mustaches. I just hate it. Um, sorry, Marine Corps. But we we just hate it. But whenever I picture him, there's always that smile, and like I remember, the worst punishment because he's he's also never laid his hands on me. I don't think maybe when I was really really little, like when I was like a two year old toddler, that's being just just being shitty, maybe. But I really don't remember that. Um, most of the time it was my mom slapping the shit out of me, but out of you know. Love, it's not like she was taking out frustration on me. Maybe a little bit. I I don't know, but mostly love. the The worst my dad has ever given me was like cold shoulder for a day or so, if I did something that was really bad, like really disappointing, like outrageously bad test scores, or something. I honestly like I remember that happening once or twice. I don't remember the reason, but I remember just the the the. The shift between him being like you know all giggly and then you know like a friend to complete cold shoulder like that look of I'm so disappointed was enough to kind of put me in my place. Um. Anywho, wipe, 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 wiping away. All right. I hope this. I hope I'll be able to leave this room with a. With some dry spots on this show, anyway. So I just I just remember him as a, as a fun person. So you can imagine, after he passed away, like all these negative things just completely rocked my world. Unfortunately, because I, I I don't know, for just in my case, I was lucky because like all the things that was said about him didn't really impact too much. Um. Um, on the 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 trust I have on other man, like it is just only still because you know this is hearsay. You know I didn't see any of the bad things that he did. Most of the things I remember him was still quite positive. So you know my daddy issue, quote unquote, was not really like the the lack of trust or、um, I've been so hurt or I've been so neglected. That was never the case for me. It's more, and 
then just come to think about it, I'm more like right now, I'm still just mourning the loss of chance uh, of me learning him as a person. Because I remember him as a dad. Um, apparently, he was a very bad husband. Um, he was a great son. I mean, God, my paternal grandmother had four kids and just he was the only one who made anything out of himself. God, his loser brothers. Oh my God, I know one of them is dead. One of them had a stroke and barely walk. Ugh, God, they're such losers. But then again, like they loved me when I was a kid. So that's probably as much bad things I'm going to say about them. Um, and we haven't been in contact for the past, you know, 16 years. I've only heard in passing like their current conditions. Um, like I, I really wish I could talk to him as a person to really learn his journey. Oh my God! I, I don't honestly, I don't know. Oof, this episode, my God, this is gonna be a torture for you guys to listen to. But um. Uh, I, I just know even if I try to re record it again, it's the same thing is going to happen. Like, there is no controlling this hormone. There's no controlling these tears. It doesn't matter how much. I mean, I've been talking about his passing for the past 16 years. Like, when I meet new people, you know, eventually it will get to a point where when you're sharing your stories, it will get to it. And then, like, it's the same thing every time I talk about it. Whew, so you guys are just going to have to endure it. So, and then now, you know, as a mother, obviously I understand a little more from the parenting perspective. Also, as I'm trying to, uh, attempting at starting a business on my own. Ooh. Ooh. Foo -foo -foo -foo. Start a business on my own. I really wanted to learn from him, from his, you know, firsthand experience, the amount of work and the kind of grit you have got to have to build something for yourself. And um, I, I think it would have been tremendously helpful for me to just kind of help me see things through. But then again, oh my God, you know, this is the, the, the time machine is kind of a double-edged sword. If he never passed... Um, then I wouldn't have experienced any of the things. I wouldn't definitely would not have been with my husband. Um, just I don't I don't know how he would feel about me marrying an American. Um, and then um, I, I I don't know if we'll get to a point where I actually get to ask him and be genuinely curious about his journey. Instead of kind of resenting him as a um, part of the patriarchy or whatever, you know, I was a I was a really um what's the word, um, righteous righteous kid. Like when I see, you know, some very superficial injustice out there on the street, I will get outraged and that kind of stuff without actually learning about the ins and outs of the actual issue and the history of it. So I don't know how much personal growth I would have actually gained without experiencing his passing. Um, it's just all hypothetical. But 
you know, I I do like it. They're if I get some magical wishes from the genie and the lamb, um, first would be you know health for my mother for a long time to come, and the second will be getting to have a conversation with him to learn more about him as a person. Uh, oof, God, I hope I can finish recording this episode before I get dehydrated from crying so much. <clears throat> and I'm sorry about all these, you know, sound effects that's coming through the the microphone. I run, I have no control over this. And then if I cut if I cut this out, it's gonna sound like a ro- like a robot. So, um, yeah. So that's just what I've been ever since my mom told me about her her dinner. That dinner, I just kept thinking about it, and. Uh, I also kind of use that, I have the past two days or so, I've been kind of using that as an uh, inspiration to, um, just inspiration for myself. Because he, he was a self-made man. And uh, I like I have some of that blood in me. And I'm I just, you know, when I when I'm down, when I want to give up, I kind of use that to kind of keep myself on the line a little longer. Ah, so there is that. Oh my god, sorry, I'm gonna wipe my nose with my shawl. I know that's gross. I have no choice right now. Ah. Oh my god. And then uh, on a so that's that. Like I just there. Ever, everybody, anybody who's experienced a loss, the loss of a loving parent, would have, you know, in a, in an earlier uh, age, probably shares very similar feelings. I I fully realize this is nothing unique, but person, just personally, I find a lot of value in kind of thinking, having you know, memories like the these, and then thinking about how I can basically do better with my, with my own family, with my own children, which again, circles back is why I'm doing this. So if I'm not around, my children can listen to this. So they know who I am or who I was. Okay. Um, on a more, very much, much, much more positive note. So this week I read, I, I didn't read the book. I only had time and, energy to read like a um, summary of the book is called uh, Atomic Habits um, author I don't remember his name sorry just google it you'll find it it's one of the it's, it's a very popular book again it's nothing this is not a unique information uh, I learned about this book from a like a personal finance kind of uh, YouTube channel I've been watching and um, basically you know the, the 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 phrase that really caught me that they kind of paraphrased from the book was you don't um, you don't rise to the um, you don't rise to the level of your goals you fall to the level of your systems and I, when I heard that phrase I was like holy shit that explains 
so much because I have set so many goals and I have failed so many times, which is part of the reason why I've been so kind of, it's, it's why it's been so difficult for me to be motivated to do anything because there are some fundamental faults in my current system. So um, I, I read the um, the summary, kind of, you know, I just really don't have time to read books, don't have energy to read books right now. And um, even that has been tremendously helpful. And, um, you know, I've, I'm going to start implementing some very small, very basic changes in my lifestyle. Like I have been for the longest time, ever since I, I used to be able to do this, again, pre-baby, but for the longest time, I wanted to do a little bit of yoga in the morning. I just never, like, when I wake up in the morning, I just want to sit there with a cup of coffee. I don't want to move my body. So one of the things they mentioned in the book is when you want to start a new habit, you got to start very, 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 very small and incremental. So I was thinking, okay, makes total sense because that is, you know, basically what I haven't been doing it because my goal was too big, like, because in my mind, I wanted to do at least 15 to 20 minute session in the morning. And just the, the thought of that is so daunting. So starting from next week, I'm just going to do, I'm going to start with one, work my way to five and you know, you get the drill, but I'm just going to start with one sun salutation in the morning and see where, where it takes me. And you know, small changes, other things like, like, like art, like drawing, I get really, really defeated and I get become really disappointed at myself if I don't produce something every time I lay my hands on those paper. And I have <clears throat> realized that is a problem because I have to accept the fact sometimes when I start a piece, it's just not going to work. Like I could put it aside and come back and revisit, see if I can rescue it. But sometimes, sometimes you just gotta let it go. It's just not gonna work. So I'm just, I'm, I've been trying to just draw a little bit every day. And uh, if I have something to show the internet to, you know, give me, give me some digital love. Great. Um, if I don't, then just, then fine, I guess. Just make myself be okay with that. Like be happy with the fact that I actually did draw a little bit, even though like, it's the tree that fell in my forest. Nobody else saw it. It's, it's fine. Because growing up with social media, I definitely, I, and I've heard this being talked about by a lot of um, experts on this. It definitely has cultivated this endless need in me to be approved by other people. Because before social media, there are only a few outlets or inlets where you get your approval from. And with social media, you're that that's that's a floodgate that's open. Literally anybody could be it, and then, you know the the ratio be, becomes unattainable. Basically, like if the world is open to you, you're never going to get the whole world's approval. So it doesn't matter if you have five likes, ten likes, a thousand, ten thousand, a million, or twenty million. Like it's not enough because there are seven what seven billion people in this world. Compared to that, the, the, the approval you've gotten is nothing. So yeah, there's another thing that's constantly like trying to remind myself. I kind of fall into it every once in a while um, because, you know, living somewhat um, 
removed from friends and family it is it is difficult you just kind of gravitate towards where you can get some kind of human interaction um but you know i keep working on it and also yeah i was <laughs> i was listening to a po- to one of my podcasts one of the podcasts i really like and they were interviewing an author who is also um was he a psychologist or is he just a researcher um but anyway Basically, in, in their conversation, they mentioned that has some studies have been done and shown that. Did I talk about this last week? Anyway, I'll talk about it again because it's just so important. Like one of the um, most significant um, indications of human longevity is your support system, your community. So it doesn't matter what how well you eat. It doesn't matter how much you work out. It doesn't matter what supplement you take. If you don't live, if you don't have a good support system in your local area, it's just not going to be that, you're just not going to live that long or as long as you potentially could. And then that just kind of brings me back to this current lifestyle we have as military families, as, you know, especially as somebody who don't have a nuclear family in this country. It's just like, shit i'm shit out of luck like that's just not gonna happen for me um so for those of you who who do have families and friends around just really reach out really cherish them i know you can use social media as as, you know a convenient um window to kind of keep in touch quote unquote with people but if you do have that kind of support system Please hold on to it because it's, it's so important to us as humans if we want to thrive. Um, if we don't want to die super early, super young. That's one of the very important factors. Um, and uh, I think that's it for this week. I didn't. I don't think I did anything super exciting or interesting. I did a drawing of my daughter that's going to be in my show. I, I probably will make some more improvements or try to duplicate it make some um um work on it in different ways i might try to develop it a little more but i, I did a, a drawing of my daughter that i really like that i'm gonna try to put in a show um end of this year in our local art gallery and um i'm pretty happy with that and i i, I tried to practice cello and then the second i laid my hands on it snapped my a string so i'm gonna have to go to a local store hopefully i can get some strings replaced and then be able to play um practice oh i actually wanted to mention this last week so i've been oh i I think i think i did mention it i've been tracking my calories i've been following this program that my husband found he he first used it to kind of lean out a little bit and it worked really good really well for him so he kind of recommended it for me it's called the built with science i think it's builtwithscience.com or build Try both. You will find it. Um, basically, it, they provide you a workout plan. They also provide you a spreadsheet that, according to your goals, will give you the amount of calories that you're allotted to achieve your goals. So I've been, and I'm pretty sure I mentioned, I hate, hate tracking calories. Just having, uh, I just, I just hate it. Partially because that's never really, it wasn't a habit. I didn't grow up with it. And then the thought of being deprived of anything I want to eat is just such a huge trigger for me because of the way 
um, my weight loss journey started, the first decade of that was just pure torture and deprivation. That left a huge scar, scar, scar on me as a person, which is also something I'm trying. The one of the one of my biggest focus on my daughter is to have her not grow up and having the same issue that I do. Oh my god, are you gonna cry about this too? My god. Whew. Okay, so I've been tracking my calories and then, like for the first four weeks, I just didn't really lose any weight. Okay, I lost two pounds on the first day, probably because that's probably a water weight or a shock to the system or whatever. But for four weeks, my weight, I dropped maybe one pound. <laughs> the spreadsheet, whatever math that's on the, you know, backstage, just kind of freaked out and bottomed out my calories at 1,200. And if you have counted cal, and then I needed like 130 grams of protein. And that is just freaking impossible. I mean, it is possible, but in my mind, when I really didn't want to do it, it just seemed really impossible. So I bottomed out, bottomed out at 1,200, and for the past two weeks, I'm finally, so this is week five and six, I'm finally starting to see just a tiny little bit of result in terms of, in terms of scale, in terms of numbers. Like, I, because, you know, I have a little bit of uh, body dysmorphia, I guess. Oh, uh, I, I don't ever see myself being... Um, fit. I used to use the word skinny. I try not to use that word anymore because that's I'm never gonna be skinny unless I'm s- literally starving to death. I'm never gonna be skinny. Um, but I would like to be fit, you know, on the leaner side if possible. So um, I'm never lean enough in my own, in my own eyes. But my husband claims that he's been seeing some changes. So probably the body composition has it has been improving building a little muscle, losing a little fat, and now finally, like, the maybe I'm breaking my first plateau. I don't know. I gotta, it gotta dip, it's gotta dip a few more pounds for that to be a, to be conclusive. And then, you know, the fun part is once you lose a few pounds, you have another plateau look staring at you in the face. So I'd be adding, doing a little more cardio. I, I, one of the, one of the biggest gifts I've already, I've ever purchased for myself was um, before the pandemic hit, um, I was teaching classes, private art classes and such, and I was able to save a little money. So when we moved back to the States, the first thing I bought for myself was a stationary bike. I really wanted a Peloton, but there was no way I can afford it. So, you know, I got a Shrey, which is not bad. Like we have a TV set right in front of the bike. It's just, it's just as good. I just use the app. It's fine. Um, so yeah, I've been using, and then that bike, the first few months after we moved back, I was really ambitious. I used it a lot. And then, you know, there was a period of close to a year where I just didn't touch it. Just seeing it, the, the image, the silhouette of the bike in a corner of my eyes just irks me. It's like, I wanted to throw it out of the window. But now I've finally gotten to a point where I use it, you know, at least two times. I try to do three. Um, I started two weeks ago. I think this is week three. I started with 25, 35 minutes. Um, I used to be able to do like a really intense hour long class, but I know like if I, if that, if I use that as my goal, I'm going to fail immediately again. 
So this time around, I started at twenty-five. I want to work my way up back to an hour. Once I can do consistently do a good hour hour long session on my by my own, like I just watch TV and bike and then try to sweat as much as I can. I'm gonna start using the Peloton app again because at this point, it's paying for it. It's just it doesn't doesn't make sense. So once I get back to that. Um, I'll stay start paying for Peloton and use their classes again because I do enjoy their classes. Their their trainers are awesome. Um, so so there's that. So if if you're also listening to this and then if you're also kind of on the same journey, um, yeah, just 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 listen to me. I'll I'll try to report back every week just to kind of keep accountability and then you know ha- motivate myself because I'm putting this out there. Um, and, um, just, yeah, just, I, I know there are other people struggling with this too, um, losing weight and stuff. Cause it really does sneak up on you. Like this is going to be another, um, a topic for another day. Like the food in America, God damn, God damn. Like, I didn't like the way that the, those 35 pounds snuck up on me. It's not like I ate. Well, I actually did eat a lot of giant burgers because, you know, especially when COVID hit, we weren't really allowed off base. So in terms of fast food, especially with the, when the baby was still young, like I was in full panic mode. I don't think, I don't think I had one single lunch sitting down, just sat there and ate lunch. I don't think I had one single lunch like that for the, the entire first year. Burned the time my mom or my aunt was here to take care of me the first two months. And then, so a lot of times I just have to drive. The only thing that was available was Taco Bell, Burger King, McDonald's, that kind of stuff, you know. <clears throat> but the rest of the time, I still, I like, oh God, some pizza. Again, that's the only thing that was available whenever I didn't want to cook. And my husband, that he's old unit was pretty busy and that was and it, it just it just came up and then um so that was so so i do understand for a lot of americans like if you if you didn't grow up or you're not in an environment or in the family that's aware of this kind of thing or you didn't grow up eating healthy food or your parents didn't even know about it 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 is it is pretty daunting but you know and again, like as an adult, at some point you gotta be responsible for your own health. You just gotta invest. Like I, every day at the end of the day, when I only have like two, three hundred calories left for my dinner, and I get really depressed because again, again, I, as I told you, the thought of de- depriving myself of just wanting a little bit more food is really triggering to me. And mom, my husband have to constantly remind me this is yeah basically not even the daily basis like morning and night he has to remind me like this is an investment you're not see anything right now you're depriving yourself a little bit right now or you're being very tired because you worked out a little more right now but this is an investment spare down get it done when you eventually get to where you wanted to get you'll be happy that you did and um it makes total sense but in my mind, I just hate, I hate it. I hate it. I don't want to think about it. I hate it so much. But it's, it's got to be done. 
because I am not like I admire people who are overweight, and I'm talking like medically obese, and just are these cheerful, chipper people. That's like a ray of sunshine in your life. Like I can never be that. If I'm fat, I'm miserable, miserable. Um, call me shallow, call me anything. It's just I that could never be me. So my the I don't even have a have a choice. Like I just gotta if I don't want to be depressed, I just gotta be fit. Um, so it's, it's got to be done. All right. Um. I think that's that's it for today.、Um, personally, I feel like we ended on a pretty positive note, better than last time.、Um, so you know, I'm still working on it, trying to improve.、Um, again, thank you for staying with me. And if you want to get in touch because you're also going through some kind of journey and you just need somebody to keep you company, to keep you accountable, feel free to reach out. Um, more than happy to do it because God knows we all can use, you know, the all the help we can get, and um, um, yeah, just reach out and please share this with your families and friends, um, and uh, if you it if you find it interesting, granted, I'm not gonna if you think this is just hot piece of garbage, then feel free to not share it with anybody and then be ashamed of. That you listen to it, you know, crying in crying in the closet. Did I mention? I was talking to a friend. I don't think I mentioned. Oh, ah,、uh, God, should I even mention this? So Paris Hilton has a TV has a cooking show on Netflix called Cooking with Paris. Um, I have I I watched the first episode because I was so desperately trying to prove myself wrong of thinking that she was this shallow human being. That is just everything that is not right about how women are presented in society. Saw her new show. I was like, okay, I'll give it a chance. I've been wrong about so many people. I'll see if she grown, you know. And、uh, the result was appalling. I have not seen Netflix produce something that is this kind of the quality was this low for a very long time.、Um, If you're into reality TV shows and you like that kind of stuff, give it a try. But I definitely give it a thumbs down. Like, did I do that? If I didn't, I'm gonna today when I go home and <laughs> go give it a thumbs down because that is, whew, that was rough. And I, I have seen some. Oh God, it was rough. Just judge for yourself. I didn't like it. Um, please, if you can, give it a thumbs down. Like I, oh my God. Ugh. Ugh, ugh! Judge it for yourselves. Um, but any anyway, that's it for this week. Um, have a nice weekend. Again, I'm gonna try to have this up before Saturday. Have a nice weekend. Uh, it's really hot out there. Stay hydrated. And uh, thank you for supporting me. And then that's what he said. <laughs>